Good evening, folks. Welcome back to the Video Vault. This is your host, JB. Hey, and I'm the other host. Uh, yeah, you know me at this point. <laughs> the Teddy, folks. <laughs> hey, what's up? Where's hey, the boy? As you can tell from our choice of music, uh, we're talking some football today. We're talking football, boys and girls. We're talking good old-fashioned Because this is game. this is a special NFL Sunday edition of Video Vault that we've never done before. <coughs> yeah, well, we haven't and, done And I figure since like, I'm not in town for the Super Bowl this year... That's true. He's not going to be in town for the Super Bowl. Why, Josh? Why aren't you being in town? Because I'm getting married a week um, in six days. That's right. He's getting married in six days, guys. Yeah, and then I'm going around my honeymoon, so you're not going to have me for the Super Bowl or the Royal Rumble. Which sucks because we spent like the last... Oh, no, we didn't spend last Super Bowl together, but we spent like three, two out of three Super Bowls since we've known each other. Like Yeah. Hanging out, yeah. Because we spent 49, 50, and then yeah. uh, I was working last year. Right. So this would yeah. be, but that's usually at least, at least an option that we have. Yeah, we can be out of town though. That's weird. Yeah, but that's why we're here to um, discuss a few things. We're going to talk football in general, and also uh, to get us started on the football mood, we reviewed Oliver Stone's football classic, Any Given Sunday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we have a just watched that together. Yep, that was a lot of fun. One of the the most over the top Oliver Stone films, but then again, he also wrote Scarface. Yeah, also lots of boobs, lots of uh, cocaine. <laughs> it's very, it's very. Yeah, he's got he's got a style. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's got a thing. Yeah, uh, so we could kick off with the movie. We could kick off with the football. Uh, what are we gonna kick off with? Um, let's, ha, kick off. Yeah, nice. nice. Uh, let's start with uh, the movie and just see if we can weave around. Okay, yeah, because like the the plot of the movie is very generic. You got this underdog quarterback, Willie Beeman, played by Jamie Fox. And speaking of Jamie Fox, let's talk about the fact that literally everybody under the sun is in this movie. Yeah, Jamie Fox in this movie. Al- right. Jamie Fox is the quarterback. <laughs> Willie Beeman. Al Pacino is a Tony D'Amato, the coach. Alan Eckhart is... Uh, Aaron Eckhart Aaron Ed- is the offensive coordinator. Jim Brown, NFL Hall of Famer, is the defensive coordinator. You got... LL Cool J, LL who's cool the J. running back. Yeah, Dennis Quaid as the original school, uh, quarterback. Bill Bellamy. Bill Bellamy, that's right. Uh, uh, Lawrence Taylor. Uh, Cameron for, Diaz. Did you say that right? No, I didn't say Cameron Diaz. Cameron yeah. Diaz is the owner of the team. Yeah, you have uh, uh, Layla Rashawn as uh, Jamie Foxx's girl. Charleston Heston is Charleston uh, Heston is the commissioner. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um... Lauren yeah. Holly is Dennis Quaid's wife. We got it, kind of. A, yeah, it's a big. And, and then, oh, and, and, then, this, um, and then, like the cameos yeah, all throughout. John's, uh, what's his name? Uh, Perry Cox from Scrubs. Did we see that one already? Oh, John C. McGinley is like that very Jim Rome type reporter. Yeah, did you say? Oh, Jim Rome is a great analog for that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like an, on looks and mannerisms, he is so Jim Rome. It's it's ridiculous. I didn't like the homophobia that they display toward him. Though. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, because uh, it's like, yeah, we get it. He's kind of like, he's a journalist. He's not a player, but like he straight up calls it. Wait, he calls him a fruitcake at one point. And I was like, oh, I don't like that. Yeah, you're right. Forgot about he's that. Like, oh, the journalist just because some fruitcake over there with a mustache thinks that he has more football than you. And I was like, oh, I don't like that. That's not cool. Oh, you got Anne Margaret as uh, the owner's wife. <laughs> Yeah. Or, or the, the owner's widow. James Woods is the asshole doctor. Matthew Modine is the good doctor. Matthew Modine. What do I know that name? Um, the Stranger Things season one, uh, Papa. That's right. That was Papa. Yeah. <laughs> he's also second, sort of in season two. Yeah. For like a minute. And also, he, I think he's going to show up again in season three. as like, another point. Anyway. Would not be shocked. Because, yeah, they don't find, no, man. Um, what else? Um, so you got cameos from Terrell Owens, Ricky Waters. So we get the point. There's a lot of people in this movie. It's an Oliver yeah. Stone movie about football. Who doesn't want to do this movie? And by that I mean, like, 
I wouldn't have done this movie. Um, well, yeah, you were like 11. Well, I mean, I also just don't think this is a, I didn't think this is a great movie. Um, it's very, uh, it's just, it's like both over the top and trying to be grounded and trying to like have this feeling of history to it. It was just like, what? I don't, it's just, there's a lot of, so throughout the movie, the movie doesn't really, it has like no just straight shots. Every scene in the movie is like intercut with a lot of like footage of or film of um, of football and the theme of what's going on in that particular scene. So it's like a lot of intercutting. Yeah. <clears throat> and also, it's not like just cuts and cuts and cuts. It's like also like they'll do transposing of those things. So you're never actually just watching a scene. Um, and it, I gotta tell you, it's very distracting. Like I understand what he's trying to do there, but boy, that was. It is very distracting because because much like. Most of Oliver Stone's later films, he's trying to go a mile a minute. He's also trying to be something else, you know. He's trying to he's trying to be artistic because he's like he's, you know. What I mean, I'm not saying trying to, but like Oliver Stone, um, yeah. During like the '80s, he was pretty straightforward, and then by like yeah, he's trying to like push himself, but pushing himself is like making some weird shit. Yeah, like and not like in a good because because I personally enjoy this movie very much because I because and I mean in terms of. Movies that are about football. Yes. There, there's this. There's both versions of The Longest Yard. There's North Dallas 40. There's The Replacements, which we almost watched instead of this. Oh, I love The Replacements because it's over the top in every way, but it's yeah. really nice. Plus Keanu Reeves. <laughs> That's my <laughs> Keanu Reeves, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. But also, like it, co- it pretty much covers the modern NFL because this movie came out in 1999, even though it took place in like 2000, 2001. And it captures everything in the modern NFL, like the allure of making the big money, going over the top with it, just like the lifestyle, the excess. You got the, the old washed-up coach who who like can't really let go of the past, even though the game's changing, he isn't. You got that flashy offense, offensive coordinator, <laughs> uh, Aaron Eckhart, who, you know, oh, he's using a laptop. Ooh, that, that's real fancy right now. He's kind of like... I guess what what today would be the the analytics guy. Yeah, he's a statistician. Yeah. yeah, he's like the guy. Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, I'm able to use it. It is kind of funny that like in nineteen by nineteen ninety nine, like ooh, a laptop that's cool and edgy, and then nowadays we're just like, ooh, this guy just knows kind of like basic math. That's so edgy. Yeah, and then, and then even, <laughs> he can predict the game using his eyeballs. And then even Dennis Quaid as just sort of that grizzled old quarterback. Who, yeah, it's about se- it's seven different cliched movies, all in one package. Right, and and despite those cliches, it actually tells a captivating story. Yeah, it's okay. It's good. Yeah, it does. It's just it's it's if you pick one, yes, like I, yeah. you know, you mostly are going to focus on the Al Pacino story. But actually, to be honest, I was more of kind of focused on. Um, Jamie Foxx's story. I thought that one was a little bit more interesting. Yeah. But then, right. but then that's the problem with this, is that after a while, some characters don't pop up for a couple minutes. Like, for a good chunk of time. Like, Jamie Foxx's character, it's like they like they knew what his story was, and then after everybody betray, like turns their back on him, he has a talk, and then they just don't talk about him for a while, and they start focusing on Dennis and his character. Yeah, plus uh, plus the coach, Al Pacino. Yeah, and then... Um, like, let, let's talk about the character Willie Beeman just for a minute, because the, his, his setup in the movie is that he's a former col- um, college quarterback star. 
He's doing well, but then he takes money from a booster, gets kicked off the team, has to transfer to another school where they try to turn him into a cornerback as opposed to a quarterback. And they say, oh, you have fast feet, so you could do well in the secondary, and he hurts his shoulder. His draft stock goes down <laughs> even more because on top of the injury, um, his incident at his first school, uh, they said, oh, he's a troublemaker, he's got a big head. And so he's really this sort of, this rags to riches story because he's got this chip on his shoulder, almost like Rod Tidwell in Jerry Maguire. Yeah, he's uh, he is. I guess the best way you can put it, he's Cam Newton. Like he, yeah, evil said. Cam Newton, like you said during the movie. Well, he's not like really evil, but like he is because he <clears throat> like that is reminiscent of his entire story, even to the end of the movie, because you know it is very reminiscent of the Super Bowl of the 2014-15 year. Where or is that fifteen sixteen? Um, where Cam Newton, you know, people, oh, they lost to the Broncos. Yeah, fifteen sixteen. People yeah. were like, entire time being like, "Yo, he's a dangerous guy. He's a thug," because he. But he also was like kicked out of his school for stealing laptops. Um. And then they yeah, because yeah, because um, Cam Newton, he was the number one pick out of Auburn University. Won the won a national title with him. I think he won the Heisman too. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um. But before that, he was highly re- highly touted recruit at Florida. Right. And then I don't know whether he was stealing laptops or like some or there were questions about how he how he got like this fancy desktop computer. Here, you know what? We have a computer. Let's look it up. But it's like it's kind of very similar story where like you know he's a guy that like granted like a super athlete with with red flags attached. Yes, and also and like has kind of like the moment there's like. They are winning. They get like a massive head, and then you know they start talking shit. And then, yeah. okay, so in his sophomore season at uh, like if you told me this movie was about Cam Newton, I'd be like, I can see it. Yeah, because his sophomore season at Florida, uh, November twenty first, two thousand eight, Newton was arrested on felony charges of burglary, larceny, and obstruction of justice on an accusation that he stole a laptop from another student. Uh, he was suspended from the team. Campus police tracked the stolen laptop to him, tossed the computer out of his dorm window to try to hide it from the cops. Uh, all charges were dropped after he completed pretrial diversion. He threw someone's laptop out of a window? Yeah, I had the evidence. <laughs> Damn it, Cam Newton. Shit. And then uh, a couple years later, when he was in, in his heyday with, with Auburn, he w- it turns out he was about to be expelled... Um, from Florida because of uh, academic dishonesty. So Florida was when he did the laptop, and then yeah, then then <coughs> he re- he went to ju- uh, junior college for a year, then uh, went to Auburn. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, see, yeah, but yeah, because because Cam, Cam Newton like for because I I don't know how much of our listeners actually watch um, pro football regularly, but Eddie and I do. So somewhat, I took a break for sure. Yeah, this year kind of sucked. Um, anyway, um, where was I? Yeah, Cam Newton. So, 2015 season, we're, um, we're expanding into 2016. He's playing for the Carolina Panthers. They're 15-1 and one on the year. They're practically marching to the Super Bowl. Everyone thinks, oh, the, it's the Denver Broncos. Yeah, they've got a good defense, but they're, they're quarterback. It's a fleshy bag of bones that used to be Peyton Manning. Also, ironically, now we have the Dennis Quaid storyline coming in because we have yeah. the Peyton Manning, yeah. the older white guy, the older beat up instead quarterback. Of calling him Cap, Dennis Quaid's character in the movie is called Captain. Yep, Cap Rooney. Cap Rooney. Peyton Manning is known as uh, what is it called? The sheriff. 
like just kind of give something him, like that. Yeah. Give him kind of like those kind of like calls where he's not as good as he used to be, but he's still like going to be a legendary guy, you know. And that, and they also retire same age. He says he's thirty nine. Yeah. And uh, how old was Peyton Manning when he retired? Thirty nine, forty. Yeah. Okay. No, I think he actually literally was thirty nine. Yeah. Because he's about 41 now. And here's the thing, because a big theme throughout the movie is Willie Beeman's ego, because he's he's changing plays, he's like kind of throwing his teammates under the bus, he's dissing everybody left and right. And then, <coughs> meanwhile, while well, Cap is like, hey, I know these guys, you want to get the best out of them, you got to talk to them this way. Beeman's like, no, screw that, this is how I'm going to do. So, similarly, you got Cam Newton coming in with a big head, not really prepared for a championship defense led by Von Miller. Yes. And then Peyton Manning is like, okay, you know what? I may not be the best anymore, but I'm still the better leader than this guy. Even He he has the MVP trophy. I got the experience. Yeah, Cam Newton, <clears throat> you know, like, yeah, Cam Newton is uh, younger, faster, bigger, stronger than Peyton, healthier than Peyton. And Peyton just, like, he just leads the defense. All he does is just, like... And not even leading the defense. He's, like, he's just... Even though he's playing terribly, he, his teammates respect him enough. So like, okay, let, let's win one for the Gipper, win one for Peyton. Yeah, that being said, the Panthers, I don't think, were, were anti-Cam at all. I think. I don't think there was, like, probably... They weren't any, anti-Cam. You know, just, they, they, they just got caught up in the hype is all. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I mean, it was just the better. Because that, that wasn't a terrible team. In yeah. fact, that team itself could probably, should have won the Super Bowl the year afterwards, at least. Yeah. And they really just... They tore that team apart. Yeah, because on, on that team you had Cam Newton. You Josh had Norman. Josh Norman, that's right. You had Jonathan Stewart, Luke Keekley, one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, Thomas Davis, I think, was was a linebacker I'm as not well. not naming 18 men right now. <laughs> yes, you are. No. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> anyway, I just think it's a funny, it's, it's a funny parallel, that's all. Yeah. Um, and then you see this, you see that the movie Beeman, he's kind of getting a big head of himself. Lawrence Taylor, who plays um, Luther Shark LeVay, the veteran linebacker who's apparently changed the game during his tenure. Lawrence Taylor was a legend in his own right. And here you're seeing him as sort of that that leader, that sort of grizzled linebacker who's just going to there to keep everybody in their place. Oh, on top of that, he also invented CTE, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, just the idea, like, now you have that storyline. Like, oh, yeah, where, with the, the, bro- the, the broken neck that never healed properly, yeah. You got... No, he's got concussions. The broken neck. He's got, well, he's got concussions and the broken neck. Because the C, the CTE case is more of um, oh, Dennis Quaid's character. Because there's that one that one scene where he says, like, sometimes I can't even hold a spoon. No, I drift in and out. Damn. So. Uh, I would never want to have that happen. Um, yeah, neither would I. But, yeah, like, that's that character. Uh, so, like, there's, you know, they... <clears throat> oh, yeah, he... he Lawrence Taylor's character has, like, what Edge and, like, uh, you know, that character has. Like, just, like, one more bad hit and you'll just die. Like, your yeah. neck will just disintegrate. Yeah. Uh, and, and he takes that bad hit at one point, and then he gets up, and he gets a million-dollar bonus. And that's the plot of Jerry Maguire. Yeah, where you're, where you're playing for the money, but also because you love the game so much, regardless of cost. But also the scene from Jerry Maguire where he takes that hit. Yeah. And then he goes down and he gets back up. Like, that's, that's right. so... 
And then you got James Woods as, as like the um, the doctor who was just pushing the pills, anything to help the team win, because he's like, hey, you know what? Like they're paying me money. What what the hell do I care if they can walk at the end of the day? Yeah, and at the same time, you have the new doctor, Matthew Modine, who's like, no, 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 no. like I, I'm the internist, I know you're the orthopedist, but I'm telling you right now, he cannot do. Yeah. These guys cannot play. And at the end, it looks like he's making the move toward becoming the James Woods character. Yeah, like, but, then, but then he redeems himself. Very. Wait, how do you? He? No, not really. Right. He, he gives him the cortisone shot. Oh, that's head. right. Yeah, and then after, I mean, it's hinted that he does, and then he ends up talking. Ends up talking to James Woods' his, like ex girlfriend at the end of the movie. Yeah, and it's like, oh, he's sort of becoming James. It's like James, James Woods when a like, spoiler when his character gets fired in the movie, he like just get, cuts this vicious speech as he's leaving, saying like how much they were, how much the team needs him despite the issues. I mean, here, here we go. I never want to see you near uh, one of my players again. Come on, Tony, they could never. They couldn't take a piss in the morning without the pills, so come on now. Okay. Out. Oh, and now you're going to play innocent, huh? You know what? Fuck your innocence. Now, what about fire? What about Nielstrom and Manziki? Logan and Kraus? All these years, have you have I been will not have this discussion with you. You don't want to hear the answer, Tony? Yeah, don't ask the question. And you, you fucking snitch. Did you ever think about shark putting food on the table or his kids going to college? You lied to him. Oh. You didn't give him a choice. Gotta give him a choice. It's a doctor's ethics. Yeah, since when? The Hippocratic Oath. That's radical. You mean the one that starts, do no harm? With all due respect, doctor, I didn't have to ask him because I knew the answer. Who am I to tell these men they cannot live their dream? They will not live in shame like you. They are gladiators. They are warriors. And long ago, they made that choice. Not you. Not you. Not me. And I am not gonna take responsibility for standing between them you ever have a dream, Holly? I'm living it hard. Hey, Tony, we did win the Pantheon, though, didn't we? See you around the old nursing homes. Courtney, let's go. No, I'm going to stay here, Harvey. And yeah, he loses a girl in the end. Um, that was James Woods trying to win an Academy Award. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was schlock. That was, <laughs> that's the most schlocky fucking. That's like the Like, he hits all the points. It's it's the most sportsiest <laughs> sports most, monologue oh scene. Oh, God. Oh, my, to give these people a choice. Didn't you ever have a dream once? And it's like, bro, you're a million, bazillion times really ex- successful doctor. Like, you are... Yeah, like, and, and then, like, and then like he's saying, hey, you know what? Like, all these, all these ethical issues, blah, 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 blah. Oh, but hey, at least we won the big game, right? Yeah, it's like, well... We did win one. Yeah. And then it's like, what? Like, <laughs> you just got fired. Like, it's like a guy yeah. just going through the five stages of death, like, <laughs> in like two minutes, two seconds. Yeah, and then you got, and then you got, um, Willie Beeman still getting caught up in his celebrity. He does, he does a rap song. Oh, oh God, yeah, yeah it's God. so bad. It's so bad. Child find of America. And let's make every kid feel like a superstar. 
So just terrible rap in part, as part of a montage. Oh, oh God. Don't get me wrong. Jamie Foxx talented enough musically, but that's just bad. Eddie's deep in thought on this one. No, I'm just... God, why was I so excited for that? Now I'm just like, fuck. I'm so <laughs> excited to watch that again. Because I was like... Because I was watching that I was watching movie, I was like, will it be? <laughs> I'm going crazy. They insane. And like in my head, I was like, this is a terrible song. I'm like, yeah, my name is Willie. You know, I was like, Willie yeah. Beeman. I was like, yeah. Like Because, you know, it is very Dennis Rodman. Like, if Dennis Rodman did it, Kobe did it. Like right down to that shit where like he uh like certain like athletes just sometimes end up in videos. Like we don't really have that happen too much anymore. Yeah, but then you have Shaq who's making rap albums. Yeah, Shaq and the Macho Man. Um What's up, Doc Can we rock? I don't What's up, Doc Can we rock? Oh god. <laughs> be a man, be a man. And then um, you got I think Alan Iverson tried to release an album at one point, that didn't work out too oh, well. Fun fact, you know Tom Hardy has an album? Like a rap album? Tom Hardy has a rap album that released in 2003. That's going to have to be an episode that we review the album. <laughs> it's on SoundCloud, I think. Oh, God. <laughs> um, you're welcome, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, for me telling you that, because you probably didn't know. I found this out at work today. <laughs> I said, do you know Tom Hardy has a rap album? And I was like, did you know that I just shat my pants wet? I'm sorry, Tom Hardy has a rap album from 2003. <laughs> and I was like, yo, this is insane. But I listened to, like, one of the songs, and I was like, yo, this is so much better than the movie Bronson. <laughs> Never seen that movie oh, myself. Oh, Child 22. Oh, God, don't watch. That's a movie I watched in a theater. Uh, oh, no, excuse terrible. me, lots of water. If you guys have ever heard of the Child 22, it's the most boring, stupidest, longest movie. Me and my friend Alex are the only two people in the theater. We kept just walking around the theater and getting on this we were like Alex and he'd be like Eddie and we were like Alex you hear me he goes yeah and they would like call him and be like Alex you're right. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of the movie like the theater's completely empty oh and god like he'll be in one row just like we'll just be popping our heads up and down like fucking groundhogs it was great uh, it was so funny <laughs> so, that's yeah. unbelievable so Tom Hardy that, that man who started that movie has a rap album uh, and why yeah Tom Hardy's not a good actor what the fuck anyway don't ever believe it. Anyway, um, this uh, this movie. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, yeah. Because like, Joe's white. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Because we we were just gonna say like, um, the movie as a whole. It like you said, it's got every cliche under the sun. It's kind of lazily written, but the movie's also so much fun. This one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever. I, I enjoy it. Like, for, for for me, it's a B minus. Oh, we do. We great. Are we done with the episode? Are we creating our? No, 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 no. <laughs> we, we, still to, we still have other stuff to talk about. Oh. Um. Yeah, whatever. B minus. So, uh, C. You get to see. Yeah, but you were gonna say about um, oh, this dude's wife, Cap's is wife, La- Lauren Holly. Yeah, Lauren Holly's character is like unnecessarily like she's like money hungry. Like I guess her husband's like, got CTE and she don't care. Yeah, like her husband. It's so bad. It's like what I. It's like what I imagine because you know Tom Brady, the New England Patriots. Do you think Giselle is like that, Giselle? I, I was gonna say because I, I don't. I don't think Giselle is like that because. She's she the, has more she, money than Yeah, him. she's the breadwinner in the relationship. Yeah, she doesn't need him. Yeah, but like I wouldn't be shocked if because she's like such an independent woman that she's got such a high work ethic, she would tell Tom, no, I don't care that your shoulder's hurting. Go play. Go be a man. I don't think so. I think, 
I Tom Brady's going to hear this episode and I think Giselle us. probably is just like the sweetest person to him. I think she's probably like, Tom, you need anything? You can stay home. I got this. That, that's like, probably she, more, she, she that's like probably respons- more accurate. She's it, responsible for him not going to Tom Brady, uh, to uh, Trump's inauguration thingy. <laughs> like, she was like, if you go, I'm not... I'm not going to be seen in public with you. And he was like, okay. I imagine <laughs> that's kind of how maybe like, um, it's probably how Peyton Manning's actual wife is. I mean, I don't know what the, I don't, I don't know what to do with his wife. You know, that's the thing. First of all, it's such a cliche, terrible female stereotype, but I don't really want to talk about it. I just want to yeah. more. I don't think there's really an actual, but there, there are people who are probably like that. We forgot one cliche from every sports movie. The speech. The coach's speech. The All right, speech. this now, guys. This speech is four and a half minutes long, so I'm, we're obviously not going to play the entire thing. <laughs> we're going to play a clip of it. Um, Eddie, you can give me the signal whenever you want me to cut off. Yeah. All right. So here we go. This is this is before the big game in the movie. I look around. I see these. Okay, that's the signal. Faces. <laughs> I think. I mean, I made every wrong choice a middle-aged man can make. I. uh... I pissed away all my money, believe it or not. I chased off anyone who's ever loved me. Oh, right, it's because he had the escort. And lately, just get mad. I can't even stand the face I see in America. You know, when you get old in life, things get taken from you. I mean, that's 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 part of life. But you only learn that. When you start losing stuff, you find out life's this game of inches. So is football. Because in either game, life or football, the margin for error is so small. I mean, one half a step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. One half second too slow, too fast, you don't quite catch it. The inches we need are everywhere around us. They're in every break of the game, every minute, every second. <laughs> Al Pacino. We totally forgot. To yeah, this Al Pacino. Is the star of the movie, and we did not talk. Al Pacino doing his best impression of a drunk guy <laughs> who is probably not an impression. Al Pacino doing a good Al Pacino impression of this movie. That's basically what's happening in the movie. I was just I was doing his damnness here, but like, he's just again, he's just his character makes no sense. Like, his, like they're, sa- they're like saying that his the character is based off of Tom Landry, the legendary Dallas Cowboys coach. Yeah, but it's but like, say for him wearing the hat in one scene, I don't really see it. Also, he wears a suit the entire movie. Um, football coaches don't wear suits in the. I mean, they they did at a time, <laughs> but. But like. In 1999? No, no. By then, like the the, the suit wearing coach was a lost start. Well, yeah. I mean, that suits are suits are basketball, and that's it. Uh, like suits make sense in basketball. Yeah. But like football, it's like you're just covered. But anyway, point is, in 19, by 1999, he's not going to be wearing a suit. He probably but I but I think that's the whole point because the, because they say he's been the coach for like 25, 30 years. He's a living he's a living anachronism. So the fact, so he's dressed this way because they say, oh, his ideas are dated, so he's probably dressing the part as well. Uh, yeah, but it just still makes no sense. I think by, like, 1999, there would, he would have been wearing it. Also, <laughs> he just doesn't... It, <laughs> I, I just, 
nobody would believe that Al Pacino won the football game. I don't know. Absolutely like, not. Because Basketball coach, maybe. Maybe, yes. Well, I'm not saying just I'm just saying everything in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what and I meant, And I too. think, oh, hockey. The worst it's hockey. Anyway, um, but he also, like, when I think of a football coach, I don't think, like, Italian New York guy. I think, like... Southern dad, or like Southern angry guy. Well, there have been like a couple Northeastern Italian guys because you know Penn State had Joe Paterno for years. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just kidding. Um, Pacino's playing Paterno in an upcoming movie. Was he really? Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I know a guy who was an extra in it, Watts Danzler. Damn, Watts, um, if you're listening, see you soon. <laughs> Next uh, time you're in New York. That's nuts. Oh. um... Wow, no one gets their photo, so no one gets a shout out. Okay, thank you. Um, oh, oh yeah, that's right. Nobody get nobody made it this year. I, I put up such an obscure photo. Yeah, I think you finally stumped our listeners, Josh. Uh, and or neither of us checked Facebook today, so we don't know. What we're yeah, doing. I gotta figure that so, out. So you know what? You'll get a shout out if you get the photo right, because we haven't checked today. Both of us have been kind of like all over the place. If you got it right, it's been a day. It's been a day. If you got it right, we will shout you out. On the Twitter page. Yes, we will. Okay. And well, and we'll hear a quick, quick, twi- quick Twitter plug. Vidvolt Podcast is where you can find it. <laughs> you guys probably also don't really notice this. You guys would be like, oh, I really. but if you are listening and you did get the thing right, great. Thank you so much. And yeah. you will get you will get a follow from the Vidvolt. How about that? You will get there. A you go. One more follower. Great. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, but now switching to regular football, a uh, rough year for your Giants it was. Yeah. My Raiders didn't fare too well either. Yeah, alright. Wow. Why didn't you start with your Raiders and you came at me real hard there with the Giants? Because that's how the sentence came out. How tough year for your Giants. I didn't do it, have a great year, but tough year for you. Um, yeah, it <laughs> hasn't been fun, but I haven't really been watching. I mean... We're kind of in a, I mean, first of all, with the Yankees and everything happening this year, I just I was like, I can't get into another season with anything. I need a break. My the, heart needs a break from the Giants. Team. Like we're there, we're gonna need to go on a year long break, honey. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, they kind of just had to be like, we just they they gave me a break, and that's good. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, I have nothing to really, I have nothing to really focus on because baseball like took all my energy this year. Yeah, I'm still I'm scared for next baseball season. Anyway, um, <laughs> Giants to take a lot of my energy. <laughs> but they're in a transition year. Like, the Giants are currently in, like, what was 2013 for the Yankees, you know? Yeah. Eli's going to be out in, like, a year, probably. Maybe two, yeah. We, really, we didn't really have a coach. I've never been on a team where my coach got fired in the middle of a fucking season. Um, so that's weird for me. Um, Eli, uh, excuse me. Literally. Uh, Eli, yeah, Eli's, Odell is, he has his first big injury. Like, he's kind of going through that, like, uh, uh, Jimmy Fox moment of yeah. like Halle egotistical like he's doing granted like I don't mean egotistical because it seems like he's still a very nice guy like very humble but like you know he's getting media fame like, he, he's letting his his desire to win get in the way of him being a good team player yeah something I don't know it just it seems like he just had a very egotistical year uh, he was very I've never really heard Odell Beckham Jr. talk too much like he always seemed like a very quiet guy to me but it was like every week there was another quote and I was like no what no you're the best running back <laughs> in the game I mean um, why are you in the game like just shut up and the, like it kind of started last year with the, no two years ago with like the Josh Norman feud but like yeah. 
that just seemed like, all right, whatever, just competitive stuff. But now that actually, I'm like, oh, maybe Odell and him were like, like if they ran to each other at a party, they'd actually, they'd actually, they'd actually, they'd actually, like, actually, like, not yeah. very. So, yeah, but he got taken out, you know, Odell got taken out. And um, it's like, you know, we didn't, it was like we just didn't make moves that made sense. Uh, and you don't expect that from a winning team, Josh. Yeah. Team. Yeah, I mean, if it's any consolation, my Oakland Raiders took a big step back this year. We went 12-4 and 2016. Probably would have gotten as far as the AFC Championship game if Derek Carr hadn't busted his leg. Carr came back this year, hurt his back. Just underachieving from all over the place. Yes, because he is a big man who gets hurt by big men all the time. Well, there, Eventually his body gets hurt. Well, there's also a rumor that after one particularly bad game, there was a, a team meeting in the locker room, you know, team uh, players, their coaches, everybody. Yeah, no, not a team meeting, right? And apparently, the, um, apparently uh, Jack Del Rio, the head coach, and his entire staff just turned on Carr. Just, just like, threw him <clears throat> under the bus in front of everybody. What? See, that's the thing. Al Pacino's character would never done that. Never. <laughs> never. Um... But we now we, now they got John Gruden back on a hundred million dollar contract worth ten, uh, over ten years. Oh, I wanted Josh Gruden. No, you're thinking of Jay Gruden. I'm thinking of Jay. The Gruden. Redskins quarter um, head coach. No, Josh Gruden. Josh Gruden, who also like was a commentator all last That's year. That's John Gruden, who the Raiders got. Yeah, we want. I want that guy. He was only going back to the Raiders. Yeah, I know, but he he made some statements, being like, if. The if, yeah, if we have Eli again, yeah, I'll do it, and like that really fueled a lot of speculation. That we also found out that this man, <laughs> he looks terrible in a visor, just looks like a dying pine cone, pine tree. <laughs> like he's just like, like he looks you're like talking, Enzo, you're talking about Gruden. Yeah, when he puts on a visor, oh yeah, he looks like Enzo Amore. <laughs> yeah, he does. It's like terrible. What <laughs> like, a hat. But also we got the um, the NFC and AFC championship games that are happening uh, today. That's right. Winners today. go on to the Super Bowl. Uh, so with the let's start with the NFC game. We've got the Minnesota Vikings going up against the Philadelphia Eagles in the city of brotherly love. The Eagles. Uh, Eddie, who have you got and why? Deep in thought once again. I hate the Eagles. It's the, <laughs> the Eagles. The Eagles. So the Eagles shouldn't win. Well, they're actually three and a half point underdogs. Yes, but they're only underdogs because Christian Wentz got injured. But let's not forget that they were a pretty overall solid team no matter what. If they just focus a little more on their defense, it's fine. Eagles um, also, let's not forget, had the one of the best records in football. They're only underdogs because they're the Eagles. Um, they're not the Patriots. They're not like Patriots are always overdogs, no matter what. Uh, Patriots. Uh, the history of the team puts you down. Like the Patriots could just suck dick for an entire year. <laughs> Be a wild card team. Like barely sneak in the playoffs. Go up against the best team in the league. And you'd still be like, yeah, but it's Tom Brady, though. So I guess we'll put the money on Brady. He's looking good. 
Because the history said, history books say Brady would win. Yeah. Would he win? I don't know. How many Super Bowl rings does he have, Josh? Brady, five. How many times has he been to the Super Bowl, Josh? Seven. How many years has Tom Brady been playing football, Josh? Too many. Fifteen, to be exact. You have, with Tom Brady, I hate Tom Brady, a 50-50 chance, statistically, that Tom Brady will go to the Super Bowl, just in general. Yeah. <laughs> like, this year... Like, it's literally a 50-50 chance that Tom Brady yeah. could get the odds that Tom Brady is about to win another Super Bowl is still high, even though his team wasn't the best team. He will always be yeah. So say, for example, we have the Eagles, for, who have a better record than the Patriots this year, uh, facing off against each other. 41-year-old Tom Brady would still be the overdog. It's insane. So anyway, that's how they, but that's the thing. The Eagles are the better team. Statistically speaking, this year they are the better team, except for the loss of Carson Wentz. They also are using their reputation of being losers to get one over people. Um, and that's, that's right. the thing. The Vikings. And they, actually, and they actually have the same record as the, as the Patriots. They both won 13 That's three. ridiculous to me. Um, 13 games, Josh. The Eagles won 13 games this year. My God. We might have a replay of 24, uh, 2004. On top, which Tom Brady won. I yeah. 2004, excuse me. Um, which Tom Brady won against the Eagles. Beating Diamond. What if the Philadelphia Eagles get vengeance for that game this year? That would be so funny. Man, the fans would never. That was my up. first real Super Bowl to watch, uh, and oh my god, that's so weird. Uh, it's weird how. We, anyway, another point. Point is though, um, the Vikings squeaked by the wild card team, the Saints, the AFC wild card uh, Saints. Um, who themselves sort of almost blew it to the Panthers. So Yeah. The Vikings, for some reason, instead of having a dominant win like the Eagles had last week, squeaked by on yep. one of the best plays of all time. Stefan Diggs, baby. But let's be real. The Vikings squeaked by against their wild card opponent on a miracle play. The Eagles crushed. They're, why are they the underdogs? The, Vi- the Eagles they, they didn't crush the Falcons but no they didn't they beat them by like two touchdowns no they beat them by like one touchdown whatever point is it was a pretty solid bet that the Eagles were going to win like the Eagles won it was great and they did it without their quarterback so you're going to tell me that if this quarterback if their current quarterback can just remain fresh he doesn't have the wear and tear of Carson Wentz and they just relies on defense and they just you know keep playing the way they're playing they will beat the Vikings like hands down now, I could be wrong, because that's football. Football's weird. Because any given Sunday, you might just lose. Um, I mean, I, I got. I mean, you're picking the Eagles. I got to pick the Vikings just because one simple reason, defense. Yeah, but it's not like the Eagles aren't also playing strong defense. The Eagles are probably playing strong, strong defense than they have been all year because they yeah, don't really have Yeah, but they're also going up against Mike Zimmer, who is probably one of the best defensive coaches in the league. This guy built the Cincinnati Bengals defense from the ground up. He was in demand for so many jobs, finally took the Vikings gig, and now he's got Anthony Barr. He's got Eric Kendricks. But again, they almost lost last week. So I'm saying is that, yeah, he has a great defense, but if they don't show up, the Eagles defense has shown up so far. Yeah, but also he was going up against Drew Brees, who is probably the second-best quarterback in all the league right now, and can read defense is like a buck. 
Oh wait, Aaron Rodgers is is he? Are we counting him in the now? Because I put Drew Brees ahead of Aaron Rodgers easily. I think Aaron Rodgers is a better leader though. Anyway, um, and also only one of them has a Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, just off because like I feel that the the Eagles they're even though even though their defense has played very well. I'm just like, hey, you know what? They're an offensive team first because Carson Wentz was doing things at the quarterback's position that nobody had, had seen before. Nick Foles, he's pretty much trying to manage the game as best he can, not an elite quarterback by any means. Yeah, uh, I, I had all I'm just going to say defense wins championships. Yeah, well, here's the other thing. Oh, no, wait, that's not right. Um, defense does win championships, you're right. But I'm just telling you, man, I think... I think the Eagles are going to win this one. Um, I think you made, you made a lot of other points, but... I, I think what you're doing is discounting the Eagles, and that is what they expect, is they, you know, that attitude of like, well, you know, the Vikings have, you know, X, X, and Y, and Y, and like, the Eagles are good, but I don't think the Eagles have really shown you this year how good they can be, and I think that's why, that's why people keep sleeping on them. Like, people sleep on the Eagles, easily, because you can't, because it's fucking Eagles, <laughs> Because you do, you sleep on the Eagles, and they win. You're like, the whole city of Philadelphia. We just sleep on the city of Philadelphia. Um, every team in Philadelphia. And then suddenly the Flyers get, well, no, like the Penguins. Never mind, never mind. Um, but, like, yeah, then 2009, 2008 happens, and the Phillies win a championship. Like, it's but <clears throat> point is, the city of Philadelphia is a sleeper team, and they are playing in Philly, and they are expecting you to take a nap on them. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Um, and I think that's going to be a key difference for them as opposed to the the Vikings, who are good, but are very good, and they have one of the best defenses in football at the moment, but they will fall asleep on the Eagles, and the Eagles will squeak by. We will see. Moving on to the AFC game, we've got the New England Patriots, who we just talked about, Mm -hmm. going up against, and I can't believe I'm saying this, in the AFC Championship game, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, uh, you know... (laughs) This isn't, that was not a sentence. Um, <laughs> this, really funny this year, the owners, the Jacksonville Jaguars' son, a owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, his son went on Twitter. Shad Khan's son did this. Went on Twitter. Look this up. Went on Twitter to stop tell, to tell, <laughs> telling Jaguar fans on Twitter to stop being mean to them <laughs> Wait, <what? laughs> on Twitter. This is this morning. This is this year. The owner's son of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. His son went on Twitter, and just look up Johnnyville. Uh, his son. Hold on. The, um. Uh, Let's see. Oh, wait. No. The, up, 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 up. There it is. There it is. Where? Up. Up. Shag. No. Up. 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 The Jaguars owner's son oh, has oh God, okay. this is from, this is from so November 2016. So this is before the year started. No, no, this is November. So this is um. Oh, right when the year started. This oh, is the, tweet, the tweet is yeah. Well, someone tweeted at him. Uh, at, to- at Tony Khan, what does Matt say about starting 0-2? Expletive. He says, obviously we want a good relationship with the fans, but please, guys, take it easy on us because it's hard enough without stuff like this. And he's, I'm sure he's great, but shouting, hey, nerd, at me repeatedly as a catchphrase is acting like a schoolyard bully. I work hard. I want to win. It's like, <laughs> it's like. Oh, God, he said, I used to have a great relationship with Jag's Twitter. 
you guys knew that while I don't make the calls, I'm on your side. In 2016, you got mean. And he just went, and then they went on Reddit, and they just, like, dragged, they were just, like... Destroyed this guy. That was 20, that was November 2017. But also, we've got the Jaguars, who they... I'm just, no, what I'm saying is, it's funny. In 2017, the Jacksonville Jaguars yelled at, got into a Twitter, fans of the Twitter, of the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, got into a Twitter feud with the owner's son... And now they're in the they're in the AFC Championships. They're in why? the AFC Championship why? game. And the only well, I'll, I'll tell you why they went. They went one, two, three, four. They went ten and six on the season, backed into the playoffs. They got then they beat the Buffalo Bills ten three, win a squeaker against the the Pittsburgh Steelers featuring Ben Rapisberger. Yes. And yeah, now, that was insane. That was an insane game. And now they are going into Foxborough to tip. Into the belly of the beast oh, to take on Tom Brady. They have to go take. <coughs> these guys have to go take on Tom Brady and Foxborough. They weren't expected to do this. At this point, they're probably just like, "Why won't it stop? Like, we can't. We weren't." I mean, it's Tom Brady going up against Blake Bortles. On top of that, <laughs> yeah. On top of that, they had just beaten Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. They just. They're so. T- they must be so tired. The Patriots just walked into this match. Yeah. Especially, I mean, we were, I mean, goddamn. The, um, yeah, because the Patriots, they just destroyed the Titans. The Titans started off great, and then the Patriots just were like, eh. Like, they stomped them. They stomped them. And now the Jaguars, the poor Jaguars, have to now go into Foxborough with Tom Brady after, like, having to take down the Steelers, who were, like, everyone's favorite. Yeah. On top of that, Tom Brady has had a bye week, like, oh, two weeks ago. Yeah. And... It's Tom Brady. Uh, not sure if you know this, Josh, but he's statistically um, going or not going to the Super Bowl. There is no, like, at this point for Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Josh, has been in seven, seven Super Bowls. Okay, well. In 15 years, statistically. Give it, giving, giving the short version, who do, you, who do you like to win the game? Tom Brady. Tom Brady, right? I have to. <laughs> it's not about if he's going to. It's about how much is he going to win by. Because we're going to get an Eagles Patriots, uh, and you know what's going to happen? Everybody's going to Tom Brady's going to sleep on the Eagles. He's like, I've beaten this team before, and then yeah. the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl. Don't say that to me, man. Josh, you're never going to hear Sam not talk. Oh God, my, guys! My old, my old roommate is a is a diehard Eagles fan. The Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl, and I know somebody else who is a diehard ja- uh, Jaguars fan. I know another diehard Patriots fan. I the, the only I, I know a Vikings fan, but he's not too insane. You gotta root for the Vikings, basically. I am rooting for the Vikings. I mean, I wouldn't mind. I like the Vikings. I, I don't have a problem. Because I just think the Eagles are just a better team this year, even without the quarterback. They were just a solidly better team. Um, and Tom Brady is going to be in eight Super Bowls in sixteen years. That is literally. Literally fifty percent of his career, and has like been even in this even Bowl. amongst these rumors that he, uh, Bill Belichick, and Bob Kraft are fighting with each other, it's just okay. That could be happening. Maybe that's they planted that story just to psych out the opposition. But even though the Jaguars had the better defense, even though they got a great young running back in Leonard Fournette, even though they came out of nowhere to get this far in the playoffs, they're still playing Tom Brady. Josh, over fifty percent. Of the football games that we've watched since 2001, Tom Brady has been in them. Yes, he has. Tom Brady 
it's it's not an if, it's a when is he doing it again. And he's doing it. He's going to go to the Super Bowl. And <laughs> when he does, he's going to face the fucking Philadelphia Eagles again. And then the Eagles might win the Super Bowl. I don't know, man. I mean, statistically speaking, Tom Brady shouldn't win this one. Because... <laughs> He's already, he just won one. Come on. Also, yeah. my favorite, you know what my favorite stat is? Uh, the Buffalo Bills have won a playoff game since uh, OJ went to jail. Oh, okay. I was actually kind of hoping they would win this year because OJ got out. Oh, okay. And then with the OJ jokes, we're going we're gonna to cue the music. Oh, so. Eagles, yeah. I'm going to do the Eagles, but. Eagles and Patriots is what you got? Yeah. I don't want to have fun in the honeymoon. I'm gonna shoot myself. Yeah, I got. I'm probably gonna be watching at like two in the morning in Australia. What am I gonna? No, you'd be the opposite. You'd be. You'd be in the morning, yeah. It would be in the morning because Spain. When I watched it, it was two in the morning in Spain. Yeah, because Spain's five hours ahead. Oh, you're behind. It's weird. I, I'm not gonna do the math right now. Yeah. It's too late. Yeah. Anyway, um. So it's going to be a great day NFL Sunday. Yes. Even though the Eagles are going to probably going to win. God, I hope not. And uh, for those of you who don't like watching football, you can uh, watch any given Sunday. Yeah, and if you don't like either of those things, listen to another episode. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, we're here. We have a lot of stuff we like. Yeah, here. like us on Facebook, uh, Video Vault Podcast, you like, or just Video Vault on Facebook. Like us on Twitter at VidVault Podcast. Um, you can find me on Twitter, JB's World 3286. You can find me on Twitter at The Worst Boy with an I. And also, one last thought before we go. Um, Jamie Foxx really redeeming himself with this track. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got a comment and guru. So. Yeah. And also, check out next week. Josh is going to be out of town, uh, but I will be back with Caleb Bailey uh, talking about the Rumble. Yeah, Caleb's going to be back with the Rumble. Uh, is Nick going to join you guys as well for I that? I believe so. Nick's not, like, you know, tired or anything. Um, All right. We'll figure it out. But uh, Yeah, so it's some... It'll be fine. You're going to get to hear this voice and not the voice of reason that is Josh Bowman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the, you're going to get... It's going to get weird, guys. Anyway. going to make sure it's going to be a weird podcast. Yeah. So... Yeah, he'll just email are we actually, me. Actually, are we doing the prediction episode? We're probably doing the prediction episode. We, we might. We'll see. We'll see. We'll next week's gonna be crazy. We'll, yeah, we'll figure so, it out. But either way, you'll see. You'll hear from me next yep. week. Yep. Uh, and he will email me the file so I can edit and put it up accordingly. On a plane. Uh, or on a boat. Or hopefully in a hotel. <laughs> anyway. I haven't left the city in a year. Well, coming up in a year, yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to lock up, folks. Enjoy the game.